Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hey, welcome to the Desert Podcast. Today I'm talking with Johnson Shen, Head of Operations at uh, Creaticals. How are you doing, Johnson? Hey, I'm doing well. How about you? Great, thanks. Now, before we start, give a bit about your background to know who you are. Absolutely. Uh, so my background is actually in chemical engineering, um, and I went into project management in the biotech space um, out of college. Um, but I, I've known the co-founders of Creaticals for a while. Um, and they needed someone to take care of operations and keep their heads on straight. Um, our CTO lead is one of the most gifted engineers um, in computer space, um, ComSci, um, and programming that I've known for a while. Um, but his head is in the clouds every now and then. Um, so we, we make a really good team. So tell us a bit about Creaticals mission and what actually Creaticals does as well. Absolutely. So Creaticals was started as a kind of a two-pronged system. So one, we wanted to have a safe space for growing, budding artists to express themselves and to build their portfolio as well as their reputation. Um, another one is that we saw that there was a demand in the crypto space, especially for custom NFTs. Um, right now, the NFT space is such that if you don't have a big name or you don't have a big following already, um, the art that you produce or the work that you produce is not appreciated and sometimes just doesn't have a platform to stand on. Uh, so we wanted to marry these two concepts in Creaticals. And I guess art, I mean artists, as in painters, rather than somebody's yes. mission. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we do have a couple um, sketch artists as well as painters um, that just take a high-quality photo of their stuff and upload it as an NFT as well, as uh, digital artists. Yeah. And tell me a bit about the Creaticals contests that anyone can, can outsource custom NFTs through these contests. Yes, um, so we have about 500 plus verified artists on Creaticals right now. Um, so if you're looking for a high quality piece of art, say a logo or a new um, mascot for your platform, um, you're able to come on and send it out to our verified artists um, for that have been vetted for their portfolios, for their background. Um, or you can come onto our platform as a kind of a community engagement tool. Um, so, for example, for, with Axie Infinity, we did a fan art contest that was hugely successful. We've done these with Sandbox, we've done them with Axie Sisters, uh, MakerDAO, uh, Harmony, you know, and so many, so many huge names in the industry. And I guess the, some of the artists you have on your site will be people like, or that are basically would be known, but you hope one day might be the, the new Van Gogh, for example. Exactly, exactly. We're actually in the middle of building out our reputation system um, that'll be somewhat similar to Reddit Karma for those of uh, the listeners that are familiar with Reddit. Um, but yeah, so this will be a win and participation-based system where the more you participate and the better the community recognizes your art as, you know, good or um, whatever, uh, build your reputation in the space. Because I guess years ago, to be recognized as an artist, you have to go maybe go to an art gallery and see mm-hmm. if they'll, they will put on, on show off some of your work. Whereas now with Absolutely. this, you can hit a wider audience. Exactly. I, uh, I actually started out as a musician myself, and I was looking to go into music school. Um, and it's pretty similar in the art space. It's There's so many talented people out there that, you know, um, regular people just in the community would love to listen to, love to uh, look at your art, um, but they just don't have a, a place to start. Um, and that's what we want to provide with Creaticals. And to me, uh, I'm guessing also well, that you might be looking at the metaverse, for example, like you can have a virtual art gallery. 
So in the past, when you went to get a patent shown, it would be shown in an art gallery in, in maybe a certain city in the world. Whereas with the metaverse and online, anyone in the world can see it. Wider audiences exactly. guaranteed. Yeah, a little bit of a teaser. We we are working on a virtual gallery type thing with one of our partners, um, yeah. but we'll have some announcements about that in the future. Because to me, that's great that you can walk around and if you've got certain uh, devices, like glasses or whatever, or headsets, you can actually walk in and view as if you're there in real life. Exactly. And to me, like years ago, you go to an art gallery, you might see an artist, and that artist might get known in that town or city that the art gallery is based in, but not further field as such. Unless they're... Mm-hmm. Unless certain art collectors starts buying them, then they get known for that. Whereas with this, anyone in the world can see it and buy it, and it doesn't matter where, where you're based or where you're from. Absolutely. Um, it's definitely a, a game changer and a way to uh, level the playing field, so to speak. Because I'm looking at uh, right now, and, I, and I, people like Banksy, for example, mm-hmm. they used to, years ago, they used to basically take a wall of a building. I can see in future Banksy going and going into a metaverse and spread painting a wall in a metaverse instead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But the only thing is that, unlike that, you can't certainly, unless you start to say, well, you can take a block of that of that and manifest painting picture and use that and sell it as an NFT, whereas in real life, you go somewhere and take a brick off a wall that, that he's painted on, you can sell it. So maybe in future mm-hmm. we doing that, we like Banksy NFTs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, getting back to uh, Creaticals, I heard that you were selected as one of the eight most promising projects in Coinless Seed Batch for 2021, out of 500 crypto projects. How does the achievement come about, and what does it mean to you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the achievement means a lot to us, because um, you know there's so many interesting, fresh ideas in the crypto space. Um, and to be chosen as you know one of eight out of 500 plus submissions is insane to us, um, because it means that um, you know people really believe in our mission, they believe in what we want to accomplish. Um, we, we did a presentation, um, we did a little bit of a, a raising round based off of that as well, and it, it gave us um, more of a platform to stand on um, to spread our mission. What I find funny is that at the moment everyone's saying that the crypto space is losing money because of, of the cryptocurrencies, but in my view, crypto mm-hmm. is more than that, it's more like what you guys do, art, NFTs as well. And how do you mm-hmm. make sure that basically that isn't tagged in with the, uh, what, how crypto is the moment seen in the media? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so our our token um, at its base core is, is supposed to be a utility token, right? So we want people to be able to use it for different things on our platform. Um, and we'll be tying it in with our reputation very sh- shortly as well. Um, the crypto space right now is on a little bit of a bear market. Um, I, I definitely don't want to go too far off. No. Um, but in the past, crypto was seen as a hedge to traditional market, right? Yeah. Um, but nowadays, there's so many institutional buyers who buy it as a hedge to traditional markets that it tracks traditional markets. Yeah. Um, so it's no longer the kind of wild, wild west that it was. You know, telegram wires are being laid down now. It's starting to get developed out, um, so to speak. So, yeah, it, it's definitely a changing time. Because in the past four months, uh, Bitcoin has halved in, halved in value. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that going on. People are wondering, they're going to then tag, oh, crypto has been the exact same. So they're going to make sure if they're going to mm-hmm. go into that space, how do they make yeah. sure they're not going to lose money and they're not going to end up with nothing? Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good question. I think that starts to delve into investing advice, of yeah. which I'm not qualified for. That's fine, yeah. Um, personally, I think times like these are, are some of the best times to build your future portfolio, right? Yeah. Um, it, it might be a little um, trite to say, um, but 
everything right now is on a discount, right? Um, many, many great investors, including Warren Buffett, say um, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy. Yeah. Right now, everyone is very, very fearful of what's going on. Um, so it's probably the time to start averaging down your portfolio or starting to plan out um, what the next year is going to well, look like. Well, to me, it's like four years ago in Silicon Valley, you had a computer industry kind of starting up. A bit like crypto is now, people were investing in certain products, and half of products that were there, that were existed then don't exist now. They're, they're gone. Yeah. And you, you'll yeah. see the same with crypto in about 20 years' time. Maybe only the strongest will, will be there to survive, and the rest will have gone. Exactly, exactly. Um, just like with the tech bubble, like you said, yeah. um, there were a lot of, lot of, lot of new ideas. Um, and many of them failed within three to five years. Um, I think we'll see a very similar thing within the crypto space um, where, like you said, only the strongest will survive. And also, I guess, if you're providing a product or service that people will want or need, then you're always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, actually, that's a great segue into um, our blockchain uh, agnostic status. Um, so we are looking to provide this service um, and provide our platform to as many artists as possible. Um, so what we're looking to do is actually spread to as many chains as possible. Yeah. So we're currently partnered with Phantom. Um, we launched a contest with them um, for an official Phantom NFT collection. Um, and we're in final talks with Polygon. We've received a grant from um, as well as a few other chains. That's, a, that's good because... It- the more change you get in, the more chance there are you guys are going to survive and be here in the long term. Exactly, exactly. Um, we're looking to spread out um, and, and secure ourselves as, uh, as well as possible for the future. Because yeah, the more the more areas you spread into, the greater chance you are of, of one of them being a gold mine. Exactly, exactly. Because I've seen guys in the past, like years ago, technology, I remember companies that were, were starting off, and this is when the uh, PC was just starting into the infancy. And IBM weren't in that space yet, and then they got into space in '81 with the PC Junior. And before that, with people like uh, Commodore was there, and uh, also uh, uh, Apple. And then uh, once people like IBM got in, other the compact then followed, and a lot of companies followed that space. And then if you look back at now, most of the names then are are now gone or been marketed with somebody else. And I can exactly. see with you guys as well. Because you're probably an early pioneer in what you're doing now, mm-hmm. those are guys that could survive the best because they know what they're doing, they've been there, and they've lived through the good times and bad times. Exactly. Um, that's a very good point you, um, you bring up. Um, like with the tech boom, it was the first mover advantage that was one of the best indicators of whether or not the company could survive through bear market times yeah. um, and through growing times. Um, you know, IBM, Apple, these guys were all pioneers in their space um, in their own right. Um, and with Creaticals, there is no direct competitor, right? Um, there are some out of the NFT space, such as Fiverr and 99designs, but there's nothing in the NFT space itself. And the NFT space is huge and growing very rapidly. Um, so we're very excited to be the first to first here. Because when you think of NFT three, two, three years ago, it's not what it is, what it's seen as now. It's now morphed and changed as something a lot more to an average you can understand. So, and same with technology. Like years ago, when Apple first did their first on computer in 1976, Nobody had a home computer, and if you had one, you had to build yourself as a kit. And then when, uh-huh. when it became popular, everyone, people were thinking, I don't need a home computer. Now everyone does. Uh-huh. And it's either a smartphone or it's a computer itself. And same with NFT. Exactly. When it first started, people go, I don't need that. Or, I don't need the metaverse. <laughs> but then again, suddenly you do because things have moved in a direction that without it, you're, you're, you're going to be stuck in the 1920s. 
Yeah, um, I, I think um, the biggest misconception that uh, mass media and the general public have right now about NFTs is that it's just a way to own art. That yeah. is that is a tiny, tiny facet of um, a huge uh, ability to use the NFTs for, right? Um, NFTs can be used for medical data. We've seen that at a startup actually in Boston. Um, just a way to be able to grant permissions to doctors seamlessly um, and to be able to prove that you own the medical data, that's that can be achieved using NFT technology, and that's vastly superior to what we currently have. Um, you can do it with deeds, with smart houses, smart yeah. cars, right? You can have a token that you can share with your friend. So if they want to take the car out for a spin or you want to let them into your house when you're away, that can be achieved through NFT technology. Um, there, there's so many different uses cases for this, um, and it's, it's really an exciting time to be in the space. About five years ago, I would be talking about smart contracts, and I'd be to do blockchain, but now that's mm-hmm. moved into been using NFTs, and it's, yes. and, it's, and yep. to my view, it's great that basically people don't know what an NFT is, and then when you say, oh, smart contract, they've heard of that, and you can be used with that, and also, mm. they're not fully getting to understand what it is, but they don't fully know what it is yet, and taking three years' time, the road will have a better understanding of what NFTs are, and yes. then we'll have, by that point, we'll have moved on to something else, it'll be a different area than it was now. <laughs> yeah, um, the, the world... Um, and society as a whole has a lot of inertia. Um, they don't like picking up on new concepts as fast as you know the, the different niches do. Um, but I, I definitely think that um, there will be a much bigger adoption of the, the kind of NFT technology that I mentioned earlier um, within the next three to five years, for sure. To me, it's like early, early Hollywood when they moved to, into talkies. <laughs> and then people weren't ready for that because when they spoke, their accent didn't come across as uh, they couldn't speak well. Or they couldn't act well. And you got this now that we're now getting a scenario where we're, where we're trying to get used to, uh, to this technology and what it can do. But we're still so used to the old ways of doing things. How do we change? How do we adapt? <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I think that's the role of um, Web 2 to Web 3 uh, yeah. adapters currently. Um, you know, you have fiat on-ramps to, to kind of ease the learning pains of going on to Web 3. Um, services like, um, you know, Coinbase, Kraken, these guys offer... Um, a very, very simple way to start investing in the space as well. Um, and yeah, I think we're, we're seeing a lot of change. And then when someone says Web3, I'm thinking Web3 is here now. Wait till we see Web4.0 and Web5.0. <laughs> so that's going to be like... Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see what kind of technology will like come It's like Back to the Future. When you, when you watch the second movie now, and it's showing you 2015, mm-hmm. there's things in that movie we haven't come to. Do you realize <laughs> one day that... Stuff from that will become reality. You're thinking, okay, that's what it's going to be like. So we're four point five point. Going to be something that we can only dream of. We don't know what it's going to be like because it could be basically what what Musk is doing, having chips implanted in our in our brain. <laughs> that whenever we go yeah. somewhere, that chip tells the people who we are, let them through, and also means you're able to go and read a book or download lessons into your brain for how to speak a, a certain language or how to program in in a Python. Mm-hmm. The Back to the Future point is um, is a really funny one because um, this is what I talk to my friends with all the time. You know, there are articles that have come out in the mid 1900s, there are newspaper clippings, um, interviews, whatever. People taking their best guess on what will, like, what what the 2000s will look like, right? Yeah. What 2020 will look like. Um, and there there are a couple that came pretty pretty close. Um, but it's it's so interesting that if like you know the the brightest minds of the 1900s were so far off. Um, then what will the future look like for us, right? It's it's things that we can't even dream of right now, yeah. uh, which is such an exciting part. But I think those guys should have spoken to somebody 
who's involved in tech like a Bill Gates or Steve Jobs, mm-hmm. who they could see the future was. Like 40 years mm-hmm. ago, Bill, uh, yes. Steve Jobs saw the GUI interface and said, that's the future, is GUI. Rather mm-hmm. than have to key in all these commands and learn how to use DOS, he was going to be yeah. this, and, that, and he saw that's the future. And then that came to pass, and then you saw that Bill Gates saw that as well, when he decided, okay, I'm going to rip off that and, 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 and launch Windows. And then suddenly everything <laughs> you see now is, is all GUI-based. And all because yes. those two guys saw the future, recognized it, and if you ask them to predict the future, Mm-hmm. It's like when Steve Jobs tried to, he wanted to reinvent the music industry and bring out iTunes and then the iPods mm-hmm. and I want to reinvent mobile phones and bring out mm-hmm. a smartphone. Every smartphone we see now is based on what, on what Apple first launched. Exactly. Yeah. And when touchscreen came out, people thought he was crazy. They were like, yeah, no way people want touchscreen, right? We like tactile buttons. Um, but look at where we are now, right? Even yeah. even laptops are starting to become touchscreen. Because I remember years ago when when uh, before that, the smartest phone people use will be female would be the Blackberry or going Blackberry. Blackberry, yeah. And you have yeah, this basically the bottom of the phone would be this keyboard, a small tiny keyboard, and Steve Jobs mm-hmm. going, Well, that's taken away from your from your real estate, which is simply the whole screen. If you can have it that you touch it and the keyboard appears. Like you used to yeah. get that if you go to certain like uh, events in the world or go to a bank machine, touch mm-hmm. screen would appear and you could use that. So you think, well yeah. if they accept it there, why won't they accept that on a mobile device? Exactly, exactly. And I can see with, with NFTs, it's going to be like what we're thinking of now in the future. It'll be again different what we are when we get to the next version of the internet. It could be basically augmented reality and it could be like 4D or 5D. <laughs> Who knows what, what we'll get to see. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I know this as well that you guys are also announced a, a charity NFT contest native of Top 7 for Ukraine. Can you tell us more a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so besides being just um, a very important humanitarian mission, um, a lot of people close to us um, that are friends of Creaticals um, are Ukrainian and are have been affected by the ongoing situation. Um, we have a, a team of web developers there. Um, we've been working pretty closely with Crypto Differ, which are a, a news um, kind of a site um, in Ukraine, um, as well as several other personal friends. Um, so this is actually a mission that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, and I am, we are lucky enough to be in a position where we can use our platform to spread awareness about this kind of thing. Um, so along with donations, um, we, we, wanna, we want to use our platform and the arts that our artists are able to provide to, to spread awareness for this as well. Because yeah, to me right now, what's going on there is shocking. And, you can know, and it, I'm, I'm seeing what's going on there. Each day, as it drags on, we're wondering what's going to happen next. How close are we to it? To becoming a full-blown conflict or nuclear weapons being involved, the hope, yeah. and because you've got technology now, we can more as you like years ago when there was a war, we, you, you could see what's happening because, because the wooden majority, the majority embedded in the ground, but without technology, we couldn't see live broadcasts or see videos of what happened. You see maybe a newsreel in the cinema, or maybe during the Vietnam War, you might see a recording done the day before. The fact you can yeah. see it live, what's happening, you can talk to journalists on the ground, and they can be with a mobile phone using technology, yeah. it's great to see that. It's insane. Um, like with um, the inertia, um, news tends to fade quickly from, from mass media, right? Yeah. Um, we're, we're going on 100 plus days of the war, um, and I, I barely see any news about it. Um, so that's, that's part of the reason why we wanted to start it now, as well as to keep it fresh in people's minds. Um, again, with the crypto technology, you're able to click a few buttons and then support the humanitarian crisis down there, right? That's yeah. insane. That's never been done before. 
um, you know, back in like Vietnam War, like you mentioned, or uh, Afghanistan or whatever, um, you would not have been able to to help out at all, right? Um, yeah. Like the the average citizen would not have the the ability or the means to do anything, right? Yeah. Um, but now now it's it's insane. It's a couple of clicks clicks up the button away. I guess it's like a, a GoFundMe for NFTs, mm-hmm. and what you can do it. And to me, it's great that anyone can do it, and it doesn't require it. Just require any great knowledge. You can just go on, exactly. on, and do this, and technology is already there to do this. And also, it can be done anonymously as well, which is even better. So, if you decide you want to donate money, and not a few people know who it is, because you could be somebody who's a multi-millionaire, but the moment you donate money, people assume you're just just doing this to look like you my money, and, the, and <laughs> rather than just doing it because it's the right thing. Yeah, I, I agree. So I've seen guys in the past that donate money to some charity. And everyone's saying, oh, they're just doing that to make themselves look good in the media. Well, I'm thinking, well, maybe not. Maybe they're doing that because they can afford to do it. They want to do it because they've got the money. And otherwise, the money mm-hmm. will be sitting there going to waste. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I know guys who, who are rich and they, and they say, when we're older, my kids, most of the money I have is giving me a charity. I'm not giving it to my kids. They're going to yep. have to pay. And that to me is great. But with NFTs, I think that's a very good attitude. you can do that yeah. as well. And no one will know who it is unless you open states. You no one will know. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the pseudo anonymity of um, the crypto chase is, is very nice for stuff like that. Yeah. And also, it's very secure as well. It's very hard to hack into it and and do stuff with that. So once money changes hands, it's harder to trace as well. Which in one way is good and also bad. I mean, again, people are saying you can't trace it. We hope you know the the money is isn't uh, got from nefarious means. But I said, mm-hmm. well. You gotta trust it. I mean, forty years ago, uh, when technology was 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 wasn't what it is now. It's been used. People said, "How do we trust that?" We know it's not going to be used in the first place. Well, so you don't. You gotta give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, new technology can definitely be scary. Um, you know, change is scary. Um, I, I still have a couple of uh, older relatives that don't trust Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's 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 that kind of a thing. Um, but uh, I think the the young generation, especially today. Um, but the adoption that they've had with Web3 um, specifically is, is insane um, because this is their tech boom, right? This is their chance to get out there and change yeah. the world. Um, and it, it's not like they're being um, held back by lack of experience in the space because this space hasn't existed, yeah. right? Everyone is learning at the same rate um, and starting from relatively the same um, area. Um, it's just a very exciting place to be. It's the yeah. it's the new wild west, right? Yeah, talking to Facebook area, I'm thinking if Anne Frank was alive today, she'd be in Facebook. Mm-hmm. No diary, yeah. she'd be there on Facebook, and it'd be yeah. uh, that's where it would be. I'm thinking young people are getting technology more. Like if you go to know the person and talking mm-hmm. about TikTok, they mm-hmm. wouldn't know what how you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's now that's now over two three years has grown to be some some phenomenon, and with NFTs. Mm-hmm. Young person is now getting into it more so, and in two or three years' time, it'll become like TikTok very popular. And you'll find NFT personalities or influencers because they're finding a way of using NFT to promote themselves. Mm-hmm. And nothing wrong with that. I think NFTs are, are here to stay, but you have to know how to use it and understand what, what it can do for you. Absolutely. Um, new technology is the is the greatest equalizer ever because um, you don't you don't have to be someone special to grab onto it um, and, and create something incredible. Yeah, imagine if you give somebody who's a younger person now and gave them an, an old phone, house phone, and says, mm-hmm. dial a number up. They wouldn't know how to do that. And then if you give them a modern phone, 
yeah, they can do it. And it's just mm-hmm. what they're used to. I know people are more or less used to certain things that this is how we made phone call years ago. And then mm-hmm. they won't be used to video recorder. But if you give them a DVR machine or set up their TV box, they're going, no, where's my video recorder? They will yeah. not understand that. Or if you give a younger person a record player, mm-hmm. they're going, where do I put on my MP3s or my CDs? You just to where do you put those in? Yeah. This yeah. technology has changed for the better, and as it changes, we're going to bring the old generation along with us, but educate them along the way so that when we're, when we're doing this, we don't make them alienated and feel they shouldn't be here. Bring them along on the journey. And if it takes yeah. us a little bit longer, that's good because at least then they can be reassured because you don't want somebody in, in, in the place who don't feel, think, I don't belong here. Yeah, that's that's honestly what I love about the crypto space. Um, it's it's super inclusive. If you go to any of the conferences, you know people are always willing to sit down, have a conversation, explain what they're doing, grab a bite to eat with you. Um, it's a it's a very fun and welcoming space. Because for me, I find years ago, you had guys who were like basically used to uh, crack hackers, used to hacking the things like Steve Wozniak and all that. And a modern version of that are the guys now in crypto, mm-hmm. very similar, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. So. I'm thinking they're the ones who are going to bring us like educators and tell us what to do because years ago technology we're using now is based on guys that those hackers years ago used to do. So mm-hmm. crypto is based on technology that these guys are now getting into. Young version of that. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, new technology is a little bit of a misnomer. There's there's always you know iterations um, and all that. Like MP3 players is uh, an iteration of a record player, right? Yeah. But it's completely unrecognizable. Um, yeah, so it's it's super cool. It's like basically. Uh, it's like basically someone. It's like basically if you if you look at at a at at a move technology, first was black and white silent. Then it became uh, black and white with move with uh, with sounds. Then it became color with sound. Then you got three D, and suddenly yeah. you're gonna have augmented augmented uh, video. In the reality, yeah. <laughs> and other things, you can have a scenario with with, with basic NFTs is, is actually very very similar. You're mm-hmm. you're walking along somewhere and. You're suddenly realizing, I'm actually, this is me, I'm involved in this. And if you get suddenly more and more involved in what's going on, they're more inclined to use the technology because they don't feel lost yep. or alienated. Exactly, exactly. So before we finish off, is there anything you guys are doing in the future that I think we should hear about or is it still going to, on hush hush? Ah, sneak peeks. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll definitely give a couple spoilers. Um, yeah. One is the reputation system. Um, I'm, I'm super proud of the system um, and of our developers because this is the bread and butter of our, of our platform, right? We want to provide a space for people to build out their reputation. Um, and we think that the system will provide a very, very good place to do so. Um, we're also in final talks with a couple other chains with a couple other very exciting projects um, and collaborations coming up. Um, with some uh, NFT games here, some chains here, um, some other protocols here and there. Um, so we definitely have a lot of moves coming up in the next couple of months. Um, you know, obviously the bear market is a, is a scary time for people, um, but we're lucky enough to have a solid runway um, and an incredible team. Um, so we're just going to be viewing this time as a time to build and move forward. Yeah, I look forward to that. And, and uh, every few months I do, I'm doing a new, pro, new podcast on NFTs. And every time I'm doing it, I'm blown away by what I've been introduced to. So yeah, yeah. what you guys are, are, are showing to me now is something that I thought, okay, that's great. And then I can see in a year's time, you'll, you'll be on to me again. I've got other, other projects. And it's something so far out there. But mm-hmm. it's going to be the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I'll hey. say, on that right now, I'll say thanks for a great chat, Jonathan. And uh, 
Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.